0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles if you will. I want to go right into the Word and and see how the Lord begins to develop this and how the winds of the Spirit uh, begin to blow and direct and chart my course tonight. I'd like you to go to Isaiah 40, if you will, and I'll I'll make my way there in just a little bit. You know how that is. Lord, we just thank you again for your rich presence upon us and thank you for the power of your word, Lord. I pray that this will be a beautiful experience tonight, Lord, as we just release the word of the Lord over your people. Just pray for the opening of hearts, Lord, right now to receive even beyond what I'm going to communicate, Lord, that you communicate in the spirit that things are things are witnessed by the Holy Spirit, that things are known, things are discovered by the spirit of God, that the riches, Lord, of your kingdom are poured out in this place tonight. We give you glory for it, Lord. We give you glory tonight. Man, I feel that. We give you glory. Lord, I give you glory as your messenger to just preach good news. I give you glory tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you shout amen with me tonight? Amen. I want to do something a little different. Just beginning this message tonight as you're in Isaiah 40. I want to speak to you on the subject of arrows and eagles tonight, arrows and eagles. And I'm going to do something a little different tonight in the introduction of my message. I want to share about a prophetic dream. If I could just see by the raising of hands tonight, how many of you follow Dutch Sheets, give him 15? Okay, that is 99% of our church. Isn't that phenomenal? <laughs> really, that, that is. And I'm sure hands went up online too. Um, so thankful for Dutch and CC Sheets. Amen. Amen. So thankful. Come on, give God praise for Dutch and CC Sheets. I have so many friends that have reached out to me uh, from throughout the country. I mean, so many times at Dutch is on Flashpoint on the Victory Channel there with Mario Marillo and Hank Kuneman and all, all the other wild victory tribe. And it's uh, hallelujah. They're such a blessing. And I I absolutely treasure my relationship. With Dutch Sheets. He's such a wonderful apostle of God, such a great father in the kingdom, such a gift in my life and so many lives. And so I'm thankful that you are part of Give Him 15. Uh, It's so important. My wife and and I are in it every day. I mean, daily, just praying through it. And of course, we're part of a prayer network with Dutch as well and uh, moving in some different prophetic circles with friends and One of those key friends is Gina Golson and many of you, um, obviously many of you will remember this, but Gina Golson, she released a powerful dream months ago. She shared it with Dutch and Cece and then a small team of us. And then it went on to give him 15. And it was what what Dutch came to actually name the post was arrows and eagles. And what I want to do is I want to take a segment just a small condensed segment of this dream to open up tonight to begin to move through the gateway because i what i feel impressed by the holy spirit that this is, this is a forerunner prophetic message. It's a forerunner word for a forerunner tribe. Our cry and prayer has been that God would make victory, a church of His presence, a forerunner church for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit for this city and this region. Amen. Amen. We believe it's our destiny. Come on. We believe it's our destiny. Hallelujah. So Gina shares in the dream, she said concerning, well, in the first dream, she spoke about three wells of revival. And some of this is going to be remembrance. I'm going to try to do a good job to encapsulate this. And I don't normally do this when I'm beginning a message. But in the first dream that she, she had, she said it, the dream spoke of three wells of of revival being reopened by the Holy Spirit, and she saw in the dream the Lord speaking to her. The first well was the Cane Ridge revival. Now, remember, when I say Cane Ridge, we know that we're talking about Cane Ridge, Kentucky, in the Second Great Awakening. Okay, in 1801, not the First Great Awakening, but the Second Great Awakening. In in. Cane Ridge, Kentucky, God began to move upon the pioneers as the pioneers were going out west and our nation was beginning to expand. There was camp meetings and gatherings of tens of thousands and the Holy Spirit was being poured out. The winds of God would come upon those gatherings, literally lifting up hundreds of people and they were being slain in the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Preachers were standing on stumps. They were standing on the backs of wagons, sitting on horses, preaching. There was not one preacher. There was just multiple preachers everywhere preaching and thundering the gospel. And there was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So she said, I saw Cane Ridge and then I saw Azusa, which is Los Angeles, California. When the Azusa Street outpouring burst open in 1906 under the covering of William Seymour, a powerful African-American pastor that God used and raised up in that hour. And then she saw Wales, the Welsh revival, of course, in 1904. That exploded there. She said, I saw these three wells of revival. Listen to it again. I saw these three wells of revival being opened by the Holy Spirit. Cane Ridge, Azusa, and Wales. God is going to merge... The anointings and the power of these world impacting outpourings, giving us the synergy of the ages. Hallelujah. In the dream, she also spoke of seeing 100 bald eagles, each having arrows in one talon and a scroll in another. And after having been been drenched by water, these eagles, after having been drenched by waters, these eagles, From the reopening of the wells at the Red River Meeting House, and thats I can't go into that tonight. That would take me forever to communicate. They flew off to different parts of the nation with the water falling on the people. These angels were going out over the nation, right? Are you with me? And the water was falling on the people like a rain shower. Nothing else was said about the eagles in that dream. Then the following dream that she had, she had a follow-up dream that she shared with Dutch. And Dutch released this. You can go back for all of you that follow uh, Give Him 15. It is on February the 10th. Okay, put that in your notes. You can go back and check this. There was a sequel dream that Gina released and in the dream she saw 100 eagles again. And as they were flying in all directions across America suddenly, huh, suddenly as they all began diving towards the ground, when near the ground they leveled off and they began dropping their arrows onto the ground. From the first dream, she knew that there was a hundred eagles. And in the second dream, she could see them each carrying three arrows. So there were 300 arrows that were released throughout the land. And when each arrow hit the ground, it ignited as though it hit a gas pocket and a spiraling plume of fire shot up from the ground. When she watched as the water of the eagles that they were carrying was releasing, they were also, the water that they were carrying was also being ignited by the fire. And the water from the Red River meeting house was extremely flammable and instantly caught fire. It seemed that all of America was on fire with the flames of revival. Toward the end of the dream, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, The eagles are on assignment. They carry firepower. They carry glory. And at the precise moment, their arrows will be released and hit their targets. And the move of God will ignite and spread very quickly. Do not doubt this. Last Saturday night, last Saturday afternoon, I came in with a totally different message to bring to the family. I went into my office here at the campus in the back and just began to get before the Lord. As I did, I said, Lord, what are you saying freshly? What do you want to do tonight? I've got this word. I've prepared this word. Now, what do you want me to do? And the Lord was saying, no, 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 don't go there. And he just redirected me. In the winds, you know how the the Holy Spirit does. In the winds of the Lord, the Lord just picked me up, landed me right into 2 Kings 13. In this interaction between King Joash and the prophet Elijah. And as I began to prepare, of course, I was just doing it in faith, right? Just doing it in faith, saying, okay, Lord, let's go back to this. And the Lord began to speak to me once again. And really encourage me once again concerning doing prophetic acts and encouraging you as a family and as this company of believers, this tribe, to step out in prophetic declarations and prophetic acts and do what the Lord speaks to you to do. We don't have to have full understanding on it. We just have to move in faith. We have to be a people who can be directed by the voice of God, by the Spirit of God. We don't have to understand it all. Understanding will come later. And even what happened in this room a week ago tonight, understanding's going to come. And I believe it's going to come soon. Aren't you glad that what happened and unfolded? Incredible. I believe that the Lord's fire and the Lord's glory is going to be poured out upon this city. I believe we're going to take this city. We're going to take this city. This city is going to become an inheritance unto the Lord. And that outpouring is coming to Sarasota. Hallelujah. Come on. Really incredible as Pastor Walter and Melinda were here from the Seminole tribe. How many of you were here again? Oh, good, good, good. Look at that. Look at that. That's awesome. I believe that God is up to something very significant. I believe he's up to something very sacred and very holy. I also believe that the eyes of the Lord are upon us. We know that the eyes of the Lord, they roam to and fro throughout the whole earth. Seeking whose hearts are loyal and faithful unto him, that he might show himself strong on their behalf. I'm just quoting scripture there. Second Chronicles 16, 9. Amen. I'm gonna put this down. I don't know how I'm gonna preach with this. I just like having it in my hand. It's been in my hand a lot this week. (laughs) It really has. Um I want you to take some notes tonight because, um, and I want you to write this down, because I, I am praying that victory becomes a forerunner church, that we become a forerunner movement, we become a forerunner tribe, and that we make way for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I believe that what happened in this room tonight, remember I said to you, what, hap- what is happening right now is not just about right now. It is preparing the way for that which is yet to come. But I believe that as we struck the ground, I, I don't, I'm not going to act like I have a full revelation on it or even half revelation or partial revelation. But I, I do know this. I sense that God has been speaking to me all throughout that moment and throughout this week that what has happened here is not just about us, it's not just about Sarasota, but I also believe something, there was a convergence for the state of Florida, I believe it, I believe guys, my wife and I believe Florida is ripe for revival, we come on, we believe that Florida is ripe for awakening ripe for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I think we're going to see it in every sphere and dimension of our culture. I'm talking politically. I'm talking governmental. I'm talking the church. I'm talking economics. I'm, I'm telling you, I think we're going to see a blossoming that's going to blow us away. That the I believe even right now, the forerunner state is, that's who we are, the forerunner state is actually already moving in its mantle that the Lord has put upon us. And the the eyes of our nation is upon this state. Y'all understand that? The eyes of our nation is upon our state. The eyes of the nation are on our governor. And all of you in prayer with us understand the power of the firewall and the intensity as we have been pressing in and making these decrees and making these declarations over Governor Ron DeSantis and Casey and this administration. I'm telling you, we have to stand. We, as the ecclesia, we have to stand in this hour. Not back up, but shift forward as one and continue to decree. This is our hour, and the enemy's not going to have our territory. This is our land. This is our territory, and we're not turning over our inheritance to the enemy. Come on, shout tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so anyway, now that I've got that out, (laughs) John the Baptist was known as the forerunner before the face of the Lord. Isaiah, we know in Isaiah 40 that Isaiah prophesies about this forerunner that was coming to prepare the way of the Lord. When, When I say forerunner, there's I want to I want to incorporate not just John tonight, but this generation, because we are a generation that is carrying a forerunner anointing, preparing the way of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me tonight? John went before the face of Jesus. He was the one. Calling out in the wilderness, as Isaiah said in Isaiah 40. He's the voice of the one. He's crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. It's just amazing that, that John knew from his youth he was a forerunner. Did you hear that? John knew from his very youth, he knew his identity, he knew his destiny, that God was preparing him to carry a special mantle and a special calling. But I need you to write this down tonight. John prepared for 20 years for two years of public ministry. Did you hear that? John prepared for 20 years for just two years of public ministry. Then you have Jesus that prepared for 30 years For three and a half years of public ministry. Now, you think about that. And at the the end of the book of John, John writes this. If we were to write all the things that Jesus did, all the miracles, all the healings, all the wonders. If we were to write all that he did, I suppose even the entire earth could not even contain all the books that would be written about all that he did. Wow. In three and a half years. Now, what am I speaking to tonight? I'm speaking to the preparatory time. I'm speaking to you tonight. We are still in great preparation. We are stepping into it, but we are still in preparation. Can you receive that tonight? We're stepping into it, but we're still in preparation. There is a greater time coming. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not despise our preparation. We do not despise the process of our development. Never despise the days of God developing you. These days are sweet. They're hard, too, but they're sweet. And remember that God is crafting you, shaping you. He's molding you. He is. Cre- you are the potter. Amen? Or, excuse me, <laughs> he is the potter. Uh. Excuse me. Hey, Brian, get your Bible right. Okay, yes, sir. Okay, so we got that. He is the potter, now that I've got it straight, and we are the clay. And we're the one being shaped there on the wheel. He's putting his hands on us. We are in preparatory time. And he's pouring the water of his word. He's pouring the water of his promises. He's pouring the water of his voice over us so that we can be shaped and molded into a vessel of glory, into a vessel of honor, into a vessel that can carry fresh fire in this hour. Don't despise your preparation. Do not despise the day of your devotion development. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Amen. That's a good word. That's all I got for tonight. Praise the Lord. And I'm totally kidding. I believe that we're in preparation, guys, to become a true resting place for the Holy Spirit. I, I want to, I want to live and be. It just feels good to pick this up again. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be right in the center of the bullseye. In fact, I just want to be painting a bullseye on our city. Can you, just, can you just receive that tonight? We want to be the people that are just painting a bullseye on our city, in our fasting, in our prayers, in our sacrifice, in our worship, in our praise. As we get together, what are we doing? We're just painting a big bullseye, and we're standing right in the center saying, God, drop your glory bomb right here. Come on. We're in preparation. We're in preparation to become a resting place for the Lord, a resting place for the glory of God. I think I'm going to pick that up before the message is done again. So I'm just warning you. Yeah, it's feeling good. It's feeling good. I believe that we're going to be a house that's marked by awakening. Something that's part of my prayers, and I pray that you prayed all the time and you, you may need to write it down in your journal tonight or type it in your phone because I want you decreeing it and I want you declare it, declaring it. God, make us a house of encounter. Yeah. Come on, say it. God, make us a house of encounter. Say it again. God, make us a house of encounter so that people from the from from near and far can walk into this place and they're not coming here to be entertained. They're coming here to encounter the Lord. We're not about, I mean, you can see it. I mean, we're not about entertainment here, folks. This is about the Lord. This is truly about giving the Lord the glory that he is totally worthy of. Amen. I've quoted him a lot. I love him. Leonard Ravenhill said the famous words, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. You might want to write it down. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. What happens is God opens up by His grace, windows of opportunity where the Holy Spirit is summonsing His people. He's courting and summonsing His people into that window so that we will seize it. And if we will seize it, if we will partner with the Lord... Amen? If we will begin to cooperate with the Lord, if we'll begin to yield ourselves to His voice, and I I love what, what Cody was saying, that we would be the mouthpiece of the Lord, that we would be the mouthpiece of the Lord. We would become the voice of the Lord, just as John was. And I loved that moment in worship. John was that voice. He became that forerunner. He became the voice. The voice. Prepare. Prepare the way of the Lord. The King is coming. We've got to seize this moment. And we cannot back up in any fashion. We cannot back up and cower in any way. We can give no room to fear in our individual lives. We can give no room to fear in our families. We can give no room to fear in this church. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No sensei. Okay, you got that. So that was Karate Kid, and I'm sorry I went there and it just happened. So we're now, we're now back to Isaiah 66, verse 2. 1 and 2. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. I think they've got the new King James behind me. This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house that you can build for me? (laughs) Isn't that great? It's like the Lord's just laughing. Listen to that again. Heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Where then is the house that you can build for me? And where, look at the question, and where is my resting place? Ooh, but that just hits me every time. Where is my resting place? For all these things my hand has made, so all these things came into being by and for me, declares the Lord. But this one I will look graciously To him who is humble and contrite in spirit, who reverently trembles at my word and honors my command. Isn't that awesome? Look who God is looking for. Look at that scripture. Look at that scripture. Look at those words before you. Look who God is looking for. He's looking for the humble. He's looking for the person who is broken and contrite. That's what contrite means. You're you're a repentant man. You're a humble man. You're a humble woman. The Lord is looking. Who is the Lord looking for? I ask you tonight, is it you? Is it you? Yes, it is. Oh, yes. It's you, victory. It's you that has the eyes of the Lord. I want you to stop and ask yourself that question tonight. Do you match the description of the man of God and the woman of God that that the Lord is looking for in this hour? And it's always that last phrase that just rocks me in this scripture. It says, he's looking for one who trembles at my word. Trembles. The prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9 Jeremiah talks about what this trembling feels like, and it's, it's, power, it's powerful words, but you got to see it, and you got to feel it inside of you. you got to let it get inside of you. He describes this trembling as fire in his bones. He said, then I said, I will not make mention of him and nor speak any more of his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shot up in my bones. His word was like a burning fire. It was in my heart, but it was shot up inside my bones like fire. And I was weary of holding it back. And I could not. Oh my, I could not. The Lord is looking for men and women who will surrender to the fire of His holiness. And they will just paint a bullseye on themselves, Lord God. Let your resting place be here. Land right here. Let your fire be upon the altar of this life. Come on. Let your fire land and find its resting place, its burning place on the altar of this life, on the altar of this family. And as we are here week after week building this altar together, putting the wood together, putting the sacrifice of praise Building it for the Lord. Oh God, would you let your holy fire rest here. Rest here. Come on, make it your prayer tonight. Lord, rest here. In Psalm chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Serve the Lord with fear. And that means honor and reverence and celebrate His rule with trembling. That's a powerful verse. Isaiah 66, verse 5. It says, hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at His word. Once again, Isaiah 66, verse 2. It is to this one I will look graciously to him who has a humble and contrite spirit, who reverently trembles at my word and honors my command. I've told you before, what does tremble mean? It's okay to review this. Once again, if if I tremble before the Lord, it means that I revere the Lord. It means I honor the Lord. It means I hold Him deep and dear to me. I hold a sacred respect in my heart and my spirit for the things of God. I cherish Him. I value Him. I value His Word. I esteem His Word. I fear the Word of the Lord. Are you with me tonight? And if we fear the Lord and we cherish his word and cherish his voice, we will become men and women of God that God can entrust his word to, that we can faithfully carry. And when we, in obedience, will take up the word of the Lord, he will shoot us forth as an arrow, and the word that he speaks forth from his mouth shall now return unto him void, but it shall accomplish everything that he sends it forth to do. Come on, give Him praise tonight. It's an important reminder in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. You've got to honor the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. If we're going to be chosen men and chosen women, vessels of honor, vessels of glory, we've got to cherish and honor the Holy Spirit. And if you will honor the Holy Spirit, you will attract greater anointing from Him. Honor attracts the anointing. Write it down. Honor attracts the anointing. Humility will actually sustain the anointing. Remember, God is looking for those who are humble, who are contrite. You know, you can be bold and humble at the same time. It's no contradiction. You can walk into the authority of your identity as a chosen, royal, regal, noble man of God, yet walk in humility. Are you with me? Honor attracts the anointing. Humility sustains the anointing. This is right out of Bold as Lions, if you've ever read it. Honor attracts the anointing. Humility sustains the anointing. But then living clean and living holy before God is what protects the anointing in your life. And if you will do these things, if you will honor the Holy Spirit... If you will walk in humility to sustain the anointing. If you will walk pure before the Lord. If you will guard your life. If you will guard your integrity. You will guard your character with all diligence. Folks, keep your life clean. Develop your inner life all the more. Protect your integrity. Protect your character. It's everything. Why do you think we're in the dilemma that we're in? Because the, the, the nation's looking for leaders. But so many people have imploded inwardly. But if you're growing in integrity, growing in character, God can trust you to carry a word with boldness and authority and accuracy so that when you go forth, you are bold as a lion. Are you with me tonight? Oh, glory to God. To tremble. To tremble. If we tremble before Him, it means that we'll obey Him immediately. We want to be a people who obeys the voice of the Lord immediately. We don't take it casually. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it lightly when God speaks to us. And when God speaks, we get up and we obey it. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. The apostle James writes this familiar scripture. I got to take hold of this arrow again. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 22. Very familiar scripture to us. But be doers of the word. Somebody shout amen. amen. Come on. Amen. amen. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Man, that's a sobering scripture. That we, we could be like a bobblehead, you know, just saying, yes, yeah, we're hearing it. But yet he's saying it's more than that. You've got to do it. You've got to walk in it. Amen. He said, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, he goes away, and immediately he forgets what kind of man he is. What's He talking about there? He's talking about your identity. If you will look, as, as Cody's looking into the Word, I can see Him there. It's like looking into the mirror and as you look in the mirror, God is saying, Son, this is who you are. This is who you really are. This is your identity. You're a chosen one unto me. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation unto me. You're a called out one. You're a chosen one. You are more than a conqueror. You are nobility. You, I have made you righteous. I have made you pure. I have made you clean. Come on, are you hearing me? And you can't, you can't Look into that mirror and walk away from it and forget who you are. That's what James is saying. And then immediately forget what kind of a man that he is, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one shall be blessed in what he does. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah. We want to be people who are doers of the word, that when the Lord speaks, speaks to us, we obey him. I said in the beginning of this year, God spoke to me and said this year is going to require radical obedience and radical sacrifice. Radical obedience. Come on. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. Are you with me? It's going to require radical obedience and radical sacrifice. I was so moved by one of the women of God in our church. We, we did an early morning training here this morning. We were in the sanctuary training for altar time and ministering to the family. And one, one of the women here at our church began to share about how the Lord spoke to her. And I, I can't go through the details of it, but she began to speak about how the Lord asked her to forgive some people in her life who had brought great harm, great harm unto her. And the Lord was saying, Honey, I want you to release forgiveness. Because when she did, when she obeyed the Lord, when she took courage to release forgiveness upon, upon them, her soul and heart were healed. There is something about obedience unto the word of the Lord. I'm not saying it's easy. Sometimes it's going to be very challenging. Sometimes it's going to be very hard. But you're going to have to obey the word of the Lord. Why? Because God wants to release. Listen, obedience unto God, simple acts of obedience can release the power of the kingdom. Just a simple act. I mean, as simple as the act of Walter and Melinda showing up with arrows. And here here I am in faith, just a simple act of obedience speaking on what, where I felt the wind of the Spirit blow. And then, boom, what happened? We struck it. We struck the bullseye. What God wanted said. What God wanted release in that hour. When you say yes to the Lord, when you obey His voice in obedience... When you surrender yourself to him, listen, it's going to release power in your life and power to a multiplied who knows how many. It's going to become a residual blessing everywhere. Come on. Amen. Lord, may we obey you. Hallelujah. Lord, may we obey you. May we obey your voice. May we tremble at your word, Lord. May we carry your word. May we obey you quickly, God. May we activate our faith wholeheartedly, God. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. When we fear the Lord and we tremble at the word of the Lord, we'll obey the Lord even when it doesn't make sense. We might want to write it down. God, I will embrace the mystery of your will. I will embrace the mystery of your will. I will become obedient to you even when it doesn't make sense. And I've said, I've said to you before, there's something about in this generation, people want everything explained to them before they're willing to do anything. God's looking for childlike faith. He's looking for us just to give Him our yes. And even when we don't understand everything or even when it hurts, even when it hurts, when it doesn't make any sense, or, or, or how about this one? And we don't see the benefit of our yes yet. We don't, we don't see the benefit, or we're thinking, for the, we're thinking of the benefit, and we're thinking of the reward. Well, God, if I do this, then what are you going to do for me? <laughs> we got to quit thinking like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Lord is our reward. He is our reward. We want to obey God to completion. I I want to start and I want to finish. I want us to be a people that we start and we finish. How many of you know our Lord is the Alpha and Omega? He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He finishes what he starts. I want us to be people that we complete. We complete what God has told us. To start, And it's by the grace of God the Lord called me back and my family back to this city and told me in the city of David, outside of Jerusalem, I'm giving you authorization to begin again to the original vision and the intention that I gave you so many years ago. And I'm telling you, it's the grace of God. You know why? God wants us to finish what we started. Hallelujah! To God be the glory. Proverbs 15. I just feel I'm cruising. I'm, on a, I'm, on a, I'm in fifth gear, I think, right now. Fourth or fifth. Proverbs 15, The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. Ooh, gosh, that's rich. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. If there was anyone... Who had to go lower. Have you ever felt, have you ever felt, Lord, you're asking me to go so low, and He's saying, go lower? Go lower. If there was anyone, I mean, who who felt like they had to get lower, who didn't have understanding but had radical faith when God spoke to him, it was Abraham. I want your son, your only son, your promised son, your chosen son, and I want you to bring him to me, and I want you to sacrifice all that I've given you. Whoa! And here they are climbing Mount Moriah together. And it says in Hebrews that that Abraham in his friendship with God, he believed that even if he were to go through with sacrificing Isaac unto the Lord, he had faith to believe God would raise him from the dead. Wow. God is inviting Abraham into a realm of friendship with him. And what happened? Abraham trembled at the word. You know there was trembling inside of him. You know his heart was beating out of his chest. And he was saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. There's going to be times in your life when God asks you to do things. You're not going to feel like the man of faith and power, you know. God, God's man of glory and power. There's going to be times where you're, you're, you're going to have to deal with the trembling inside of your heart. Like, oh my gosh, Lord, you want me to do this? I mean, I hear some testimonies. At, you know, well, God asked me to speak to this lady in aisle seven, you know, at, at the grocery store. And when people tell that testimony, I mean, they, they can't even, you know, oh my gosh, it was the most nerve-wracking thing that's ever happened to me. Can anybody relate? <laughs> right. You're not gonna feel all the feel goods all the time. Your heart could be beating out of your chest. God wants to give a word to somebody. God wants to use you. God may ask you to sacrifice an extra measure. Sacrifice another measure, another measure. And you may may be out there feeling even tonight, oh God, I've gotten so low. If I go any lower, I'm gonna feel like I'm buried underneath the carpet on this church. I'm not even gonna be seen, are you kidding? Trust the Lord. Do what he tells you to do. Trust the Lord and go lower. Go lower. That scripture is Hebrews eleven nine, 9. Concerning God, Abraham believing God could raise Isaac from the dead. Hallelujah. I want to come full circle tonight with this word to John, John the Baptist. And I want you to look at John chapter 3 as you're going there. John 3. What I love about John is John is this awesome forerunner. And John did not burn to be before people, but he burned to stand before the presence of the Lord. This is such a powerful scripture, and I feel I just wanted to make my way to this scripture tonight, because God is creating us to be a voice. He is raising us up. He's not just raising Brian. He's raising us as a family, as a tribe as a tribe, as a company of people, because God wants to rest on us. God wants to rest on us. God wants to saturate us as a family and that we become a house of encounter. He's desiring to make us a mighty forerunner. It's going to be on a people who tremble at His Word, who will walk before Him in a contrite brokenness, in a real humility, but also move in a boldness and an authority of our identity and in, in our inheritance. But I want you to listen to what John said about his identity. John 3, verses 29 and 30. He said, but the friend... Oh, God, the friend of the bridegroom, he's speaking of himself, who stands and hears him. He rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Oh, Jesus, let me just grab the fullness of the scripture tonight. I want to grab a few more scriptures right in front of that. This is key tonight. This is key. This is going to land on you right now. It's going to land on you. Verse 27. John answered and he said, a man receives nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. (laughs) A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. And you yourselves, you bear witness of me that I have said, this is John, I have said I'm not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. Now, verse 29, he who has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice therefore this joy of mine it is fulfilled he must increase but i must decrease paul or excuse me john calls himself the friend of the bridegroom but look look at his position In verse 29, look where he's at. The friend of the bridegroom stands and hears him. And then he rejoices in hearing the voice of the Lord. If we're going to be a forerunner people, and this is where I'm landing tonight. If we're going to be, and we are. Oh, we are. Look at somebody and say, we are. We are that tribe. You are a forerunner. Come on, declare it. You are a forerunner. Thank you. Come on. We're gonna be the ones who stand before the Lord. Remember what I, what I talk to you about all the time when we go into worship? We're not just standing at 5614 Richardson Road, Sarasota, Florida 34232. We're not just standing here. When we come together, we're actually accessing the very throne of God. When Cody gets that thing fired up and our team gets going, we're accessing, and we're accessing our place in the heavenly realms. We're coming together as the ecclesia, the church that Jesus Christ is building, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. When we come here, eternal things are to shift and move because of how we pray and what we declare and how we worship. We're building an altar. Can you see the fire? I mean, can can God objectively just lift you up right now over this region? Can you see the ocean right now? Can you can you see all of Florida? Can you see the East Coast? But now can you see that that immense fire that's coming up out of Sarasota? Can you just see it? Can you see it is burning? The forerunner. He said he said, I stand. I stand. This is my place. He says, I delight as a friend. I I take delight as a friend of the bridegroom. I stand before the Lord and I hear his voice. And you know what it does? It brings me joy. And when you hear the voice, then you can carry the voice. You can become the voice. I said to our prayer team on Tuesday night, it's amazing when you look at Elisha's portfolio. It's really vast. You ready? It says that Elisha washed the hands of Elijah. Wow. But what happened was he served the move of God until he became the move of God. Do you see it? He served the move of God till he became the move of God. We are in preparation. We are serving the purposes of God in the earth right now. This gathering is serving the purposes of God. We're in great preparation. And when we come together, we are the people who are to stand and present ourselves unto the Lord and say, Lord, I want your voice to thunder and I want to hear you. And I want to treasure your word. I want to tremble at your word. I want to become that voice. I want to carry your word with clarity, with wisdom, with insight, with anointing that follows, that everywhere I go, Lord, that signs and wonders would follow me because I believe and I will release your word. It's who you are. It's who this tribe is. You're friends of the bridegroom. And you are a bride. Hallelujah. You are a bride. Our kids are learning tonight right over there. They are the bride of Christ. Isn't that awesome? They're learning tonight. Our bridegroom is soon coming. They're learning tonight how to receive oil from the Holy Spirit daily. To be with God. Fresh oil. To be ready for the bridegroom's coming. Oh, hallelujah. Guys, the most exciting days are ahead of us. We will be challenged. Oh, yes, we're challenged right now. Oh, yes, we're challenged. There is turbulence, but the greatest days are ahead of us. This is not cheerleading. No, this is real. This is faith. The greatest days of church history, they're not behind us. They're just ahead of us. We're in preparation. We're heading somewhere great in God. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a forerunner people. The word of the Lord is in you. The word of the Lord is in you like fire. It is in your bones like fire. You're a carrier of the fire of God. You're a carrier of the glory. And when I prayed last week, I prayed in that office and I said, Lord, I know this is the word of the Lord. Your angels are releasing the arrows of the Lord. And I pray that your arrow strikes Sarasota. And within one hour, here we were. And to my surprise, it was time to strike the ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you remember what he said right here about the yellow? He said it it speaks of the light of God, the illumination of God going forth. I just tie that tonight with the forerunner anointing. I pray this all the time over our country. Let there be light. There's so much power in the prayer every time as I'm before the Lord. Lord, let there be light. Let there be light over Washington, D.C. Let there be light in the Supreme Court. Are you with me? Let there be light in Tallahassee. Let there be light upon the Florida administration in our government. I prayed all the time. Lord, dispel the darkness. Drive out the darkness. Let there be light. Let there be illumination. What is it? Again, I'm striking it. I'm striking it. Lord, let there be light. And let there be light here in Sarasota upon this company. Amen. Let there be light upon you, upon victory. Praise the Lord. Can we praise him tonight? Come on, can we praise him? Cody, would you come? Come on, let's praise him. I'd like you to stand. We're going to open the altars in just just a few moments. Our prayer team, if you would just ready yourself and prepare yourself for anyone that needs prayer tonight. The Lord is here. His presence has been so rich. He's moving amongst us and he's not done, is he? He's not done. Tonight, we're going to open the altars in the next few minutes for anyone that needs prayer tonight. You need a breakthrough in your life. If you need a healing in your body tonight, if you need a miracle, if you need someone to come into agreement with you and pray for breakthrough, we're going to be ready to pray tonight. Would you lift your hands all over the room? Those of you that are watching online, thank you so much for being with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, praise the Lord. Wow, wow, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Wow, wow, whoa. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whew, wow. Praise the Lord. Lord, we decree tonight together as a family... That the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We thank you, Lord. You will save America. America shall be saved. America shall be saved by the mighty hand of God. Oh, hallelujah. We believe you, Lord. We stand before your throne tonight. It's such an honor, Father. It's such an honor. And we come, Lord, and we want to stand, and we want to present ourselves. We want to hear your voice. We want your word to fill us to overflowing. We want to be men of God and women and women of God who tremble at your word. Carry your word appropriately, God, with honor, with honor, with honor and integrity, with devotion, with character. Oh, God. I thank you, Lord, for the friends of the bridegroom here. I thank you, Lord, that we are in great preparation to carry, to carry this mantle and this glory. I declare again tonight that double portion anointing is alive over the house. It is alive. Oh, hallelujah. It is alive upon us. So, Lord, we say have your way in our lives. Use us the way that you dream and you wish and you desire, Lord. Have your way on us corporately as a family. Have your way in Sarasota, Florida. Have your way in this region, God. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh, God. Pour out your spirit, God. Hallelujah. Let a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit hit Florida. All the way down the southwest coast, all the way up the east coast, Lord. From Miami, Lord, to Jacksonville, to Tallahassee. Hallelujah. To Tampa, to Sarasota. Hallelujah, to Naples, to Cocoa Beach. God, release your glory. Release your glory on your church, Lord. Let this be the finest hour. An unstoppable move of your spirit. Men that you trust, women that you trust, carrying the arrows of the Lord, the word of the Lord. I bless you tonight, every one of you. I strengthen you. As the Lord has been washing you with the word tonight. As the Lord is empowering you and encouraging you and strengthening you tonight. I bless you. I bless you to receive the Lord. And I bless those that are about to receive in this altar tonight. I pray and declare breakthroughs, Lord. Right here, breakthroughs in this altar tonight. Great victories be released tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray that so many will, they will not leave the same way that they came in. Lord, there will be bondages destroyed by the anointing tonight. Bondages destroyed, yokes destroyed by the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it. We call it forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Tonight, I want to just give really a general call. If you, if you desire prayer, you desire more of the Lord in your life, or if you need it, if you, if you're in need of specifically of a need in your life and you want agreement, I want you to come just line up right across here. I want our, our um, prayer team to come. We want to minister to you and I want to do this. If we could do this, Josiah, if you'll just um, be able to put on some very gentle light worship, because I want to be able to release Cody too. something very gentle. So it doesn't overtake the altar area, please. Hallelujah. If you need prayer tonight, I want you to slip out from where you're at. We're ready to pray for you. Amen. Father, let the river flow. Let the river of your presence flow tonight. And every one of you, I bless you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, have a miracle week. And God bless you online. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at VictoryFLA.com or download the Victory FLA app.